Beer Mile Nation, new week, another podcast, always delivering that weekly good good to your ears. Another day, another dollar. Today, we're joined by none other than Gabby Jennings. She's had a lot on her plate these last few months. She completed her tenure at Furman University, ran in the NCAA National Championships outdoor race, the U.S. Olympic Trials, signed with Adidas, and now is joining Team Boss. She's been a busy gal, and today she gives us the scoop on what led to her decision to sign with Adidas, join Team Boss, and we go off rail, of course, like we always do here on the podcast. It wouldn't be a Beer Mile podcast without us going completely into a rabbit hole and talking about, um, you know, childhood animated TV series that Gabby and I both really enjoy. And we talk art. I learned a lot today. That's I, probably the most fun thing for me about doing the podcast. Well, one, I guess, first and foremost, is getting to meet all these awesome people. But number two is each of them has something unique that they're good at and that they're passionate about, that they teach us uh, something new on the podcast. So today I learned a lot about art. I learned about oils and acrylic paints. I learned about Avatar The Last Airbender. It was an exciting episode across the board. I feel like this is like... The Beer Mile podcast is where I get my knowledge so that in the future, I'm going to be really good at trivia. Like someday down the road, I'll be in a trivia game and it'll ask, uh, like, what what is easier to mix acrylic paint or oil paint? And I'm going to know the answer. I, I feel like we need a new tagline for the podcast now. I think we're a drinking podcast with a running problem. That's going to give you that random trivia shit that you need to know the next time you're at the bar on Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Speaking of important things that you should know about, have you been taking care of your balls lately? Well, good thing that we're here to hook you up with the latest Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. We have an exclusive deal just for our listeners of the Beer Mile podcast with Manscaped. 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Use our code BEERMILE, all one word, uppercase, to get that discount. Unlock that confidence that you've always been wanting. And it's just a feel-good moment. It's a feel-good moment for you, feel-good moment for your partner if you have one. Manscaped is delivering the best technology out there to take care of all of your trimming needs. They also don't just stop at uh, the Lawnmower 4.0. They have a ton of other products like the performance underwear I mentioned in last episode. Uh, Check them out, manscaped.com. Use our code BEERMILE, all caps, for that 20% off and free shipping. And the performance package 4.0, the perfect gift. Gift to yourself, gift to a loved one. Got everything you need. It's got the boxers. It's got the lawnmower 4.0. Next time you're searching for a gift, maybe even for your dad, you know, you Father's Day, I guess just passed, but get ready for next Father's Day. Buy your dad, <laughs> buy your dad the performance package 4.0, and he will not be disappointed. <laughs> it's kind of like when when Target and those other um, those other places will like stock up for like right now they're probably preparing for christmas even though it's it's only july uh, do that for your dad buy him uh buy him a lawnmower 4.0 and if you want to support the podcast as well there's a number of ways to do so we got links in the description you can support us by making a monthly pledge on anchor five-star apple review subscribing on youtube really anything helps uh we really appreciate the support from everyone out there we love doing this and you all make it happen by listening in every week. So cheers to all of you. All right. We're three beers deep, which means it's time to start the show. Hope you enjoy this one with Gabby Jennings. 
Gabby, welcome to the Beer Mile Podcast. And I guess I should have not said your name up front because we did reach out to somebody who gave us some deets on you, some questions to ask, some topics. Oh, God. Nothing too bad, I don't think. Fair enough. (laughs) But one of the uh, topics was to ask you, why do announcers pronounce your name incorrectly? And can you tell us how to pronounce your name correctly? So (laughs) I can't remember if it's still on my Instagram, but I had it in my Instagram bio, like how to like pronounce each syllable. So a lot of people call me Gabriel Jennings. There used to be like the, like Gabriel Jennings, Gabe Jennings. He was like Stanford, uh, like big top dog at Stanford. I think he ran in the Olympics, right? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's it. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm not Gabriel Jennings. I'm Gabrielle Jennings. Like, Oh, that seems straightforward. Um, Why do people mess that up? That's kind of dumb. Yeah. So I'm literally just about to legally change my name to Gabby because I feel like they can't mess that up too bad. Like, but I think? always get Gabriel. And I feel like if I gave them my like middle name, I would get like Gabriel Kathleen Jenkins or something like that. Cause it's always like partly right. Like mostly wrong. <laughs> Announcers would literally have a stroke trying to say that. Yeah. It's Catherine, Gabrielle, Catherine Jennings. <laughs> like it's just, uh, don't get me started. Do you, do you think that women should legally change their last name to their husband's last name? What's your um, thoughts on that? This is a random question. Um, I personally, uh, I'm actually okay with like keeping my uh, maiden name. I, I think that my boyfriend would also, you know, be completely fine with it as well. I kind of like the idea of like hyphenating, but I also understand like if you're an established like person and you like have made a name for yourself, it can sometimes be confusing to like change your name. Mm-hmm. Um I know like a lot of times like doctors kind of get into that. It's like, no, I earned right. a PhD. Like, yeah. <laughs> follow up, I mean, follow I, up I could go either way. I could go either way. Um, follow I, up question. I Would you to... let your boyfriend change his last name to your last name? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess <laughs> if you wanted to do that, we could have conversations about it. <laughs> well, so it wouldn't be like a, just like, okay thing. You'd have to figure it out first. I mean, I think that it would be mainly like, his family he'd have to ask um because he's the only guy uh, uh in his like immediate family so he has like he's carrying the name right now so um yeah it would be it would be interesting to see <laughs> i've actually asked him that one time before he's like i don't really care <laughs> he's like a very easygoing person though <laughs> yeah i'll have to make jordan listen to this <laughs> Are you are you still thinking about changing your last name, Adam, to be hers? Or I don't think she'll. I don't think she'll let me. She won't let you. Oh man. Yeah. And you're but both. Like you're nothing. both. You're both sons too. You got the Larson and the Sherson. It's just like which, I know, which son so are you going to be? Like don't hyphenate that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd yeah. be so much easier if everyone just kept their names. Like not hyphened. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a question I thought we could. Break, kind of break the ice with here, even though I don't think we need it. But okay, a question is shaved ice called snow cones or snowballs? I know exactly where this question came from. <laughs> it's a snowball. It's a snowball. <laughs> it is. And it, why For is what that? reason though? Um, don't ask questions. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> um, so there's this amazing place called Southern Delights where I grew up. Um, 
it's, it was like a, like a tradition. Like we would go after like swim practice or like a hard run or whatever, like in the summer. Um, and it, they were always called snowballs. They got like hundreds of flavors. Um, amazing. The best kind. I mean, snow cones, when I think of, I think of like that, like, uh, just like the paper cone with like the really awful ice, like it, where it looks oh, like so it's ice, different it tastes like ice and it's like crunchy, like ice, like snowballs melt in your mouth with the, sir- it's so good. Like, so this is like deep dish pizza versus uh thin crust. Like they're not the same product. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, snow cones exist, but do I acknowledge them? No, because <laughs> I'm all about the snowballs. They're, they're so- the best thing ever. The way you just described the snow cone is exactly what I like think of as a snow cone is like the place that I got them growing up. You it was this crappy, like, I, exactly. So I guess that's it. I was going to say, I've never heard the word or the term snowball. I've only heard snow cone, but maybe I've just had very low quality product. I don't know. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Low quality product for sure. For sure. And it's funny because they even like shape a snowball, like a cone at the top, but it's a snowball. Just well, there we go. That clarification right there. Snowball. Perfect. So Sorry, did you, did you catch the, did you catch the, the, the break the ice joke with the snow cone joke? I don't oh, know if anyone caught that. I didn't even get that. I didn't even that. I don't think I, I didn't deliver it very well, but that's, that's what I was going for. <laughs> Sneaky. Awesome. So let's dive right in. We wanted to talk to you about all the crazy things that have been happening in your life lately, finishing up at Furman, racing NCAA outdoors, racing to the Olympic trials, signing with Adidas, joining Team Boss. You're going to be moving to Boulder in a few weeks. Uh, how like overwhelmed and stressed out are you right now? Are you just like living life, going with the flow? Is it all, uh, you know, gumdrops and rainbows for you? I think um, I always like to picture myself as like a person that like thrives just like living on the road and like living out of my suitcase. And normally I, normally I am that kind of person. I really like to do that, but just with so much at stake and like so much on the line in Eugene, I was like, I just am so overwhelmed with like, you know, back-to-back championship races. My body was not feeling good as the days progressed, you know? Um, but yeah, like just like the looming question of like, okay, like, where am I going to go? Like, who am I going to go with? Like, it was all very, I will say it was, it was very overwhelming. I'd say like, I had a lot of fun getting to meet everybody, but, um, I mean, there's always going to be a lot of like stress thinking about like your next moves when there's like so many unknowns. Um, but I think like, once I finally got back here, I was like, okay, like, A, I have a game plan and B, like, I'm back in like familiar territory where I can just like relax for a second. Like I'm using my home track right now for all the workouts that Joe's been sending me. And like my coach actually came out to the workout this morning and like just timed me. She was like, you know, my watch still works. And so, um, she had a fun time kind of coaching me through, but, um, yeah, I would say it, it was overwhelming, but it, it was fun. Like I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. And, um, you know, it, it definitely was like kind of hard to sleep some nights. Like, (laughs) like whenever I stopped like racing, I was like, okay, like now I just need to make this decision. And I was just kind of like, just lots of phone calls. I'm like, you know, it is, it was a lot of time on the phone and like a lot of time just like looking at papers and just, I never really had to do it before, but I'm glad that I have like the best group of people that helped me. Like my, my Furman coaches really helped me out. And so did Ray and his team. So, um, wouldn't trade the experience, but I also, uh, don't really want to go through it 
soon, anytime soon again. Absolutely. <laughs> it, <it's> <laughs> so at least next so you, time it'll be more isolated than like. And I graduating. also will know what to expect. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so you mentioned your your uh, old coach um, coming out to the track. So, what does she think of the Joe Bossard's workout so far? Is she like, man, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Like, too these, these are terrible I mean, workouts. Honestly, <laughs> like she might. I mean, she might incorporate some of the stuff into what the girls are doing. Like, yeah. um, like she asked me, like, what what's the rest between this rep? Like five minutes. I was like, no, two minutes. She was like, oh. <laughs> all right. Like, and she's like, what are you getting down to? It's like, like, you know, like, like this. And she's like, Oh my God, like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so do you have um, like the f- a full month of training or so ahead of you, like already in, yeah. in logs or is, or is Joe more of like, uh, he'll give you things week by week. Um, so far we've kind of been like week by week just because, um, I kind of took my time getting back to Greenville. Um, I, uh, spent like about like a week out in Colorado Springs right after, uh, the trials. So we just kind of were upfront about like what my like plans were before I had like signed anything. Like I'd already had these like plans that had been standing. So, um, he knew that I was going to be traveling a lot. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of been like, a like sending me workouts and, um, whenever it best fits my schedule, like I'll get it in and we've been, we've been really good about that. So, um, it's, it's actually been very good not having to like stress about it too much, like forcing it on a certain day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really appreciative of that, but, um, yeah, like, like hard days hard. <laughs> yeah. You're, so. you're obviously like, uh, I mean, even in college, you're a really high caliber athlete, but what ha- has like the transition been hard so far to, to Mr. Joe's workouts? What's been like the difference? Um, I actually would say that for the most part, it's actually not been that different. I would just say the main difference is that like, I, well, it's not even really a difference. It's just like me having to get back into like workout mode because I, you know, was racing for like a month. So, um, I wasn't really doing any workouts. Like I only did one Mm -hmm. workout, like actual workout. And it was like very, um, tapered when we were in Eugene, uh, it was like the week between NCAAs and the trials. Um, so yeah, just like getting back into that, like long grind kind of mode instead of like being like, okay, like, I'm just going to go brace all out. It's like, I have to be like strategic and like, um, you know, like not overrun things and, uh, you know, just be careful. Like I've been doing a lot of the workout, like almost all of the workouts that I've been doing, um, just this past year had been like kind of by myself. Um, I maybe would like, like catch some of the girls on like different reps or, um, I would have like our assistant coach, Logan Roberts come out and like do some faster stuff with me on the track. But for the most part, it was like pretty much by myself. And, um, so I've been pretty used to doing a lot of stuff by myself, but I think like once I finally get to Boulder, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun to like finally have people there to like, you know, like push me and stuff. So uh, like so far it's, it's been really, um, it's been really a seamless transition, but I know as soon as altitude gets into the equation, it's, it'll, just, just talk to me in like a month. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm sure I'll have a different answer, but as of right now, uh, sea level training has been great. So, yeah. yeah, it, it seems like you've been super consistent, like going back to high school and winning, I think 43 state titles, I believe if that's right. right. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, it, Wait, obviously how does like, that math work? Because um, team so titles. I- 
No, so I no not team titles. Okay. No, so well, some of them, like maybe like the four by four or whatever. Right, right, right. But um, so I actually Louisiana had a rule like. I started running in 2008 and they changed it maybe in like 2012 or something like that. Um, but before the rule changed, like you could run, um, varsity at any like age, as long as your school was like, like K through 12, like all under the same like school principal. So I went to like a really small private school. And so we had like a kindergarten through 12th grade, like, like all under one principal. So, um, yeah, I was able to start at a really young age. So I basically started in fifth grade and ran eight years in high school. So basically went through high school twice (laughs) on the running scene. Um, yeah. And I would like quadruple almost all of my like outdoor state meets and like double and like some indoor state meets and stuff like that. So, um, it just became kind of like a, I don't know, just like, like a fun thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just casual. (laughs) That's, no, that's, I mean, like, like I, I would, I would always try to run really hard. Um, because like I got to the point where I like really try to want to like focus on state records. Um, so I would, I would try and like aim for a couple every year, um, whether I got them or not, like I was still always like happy. Um, but it became more fun as like, we got like a bigger like team where we could do like four by four and stuff. Th- those are always my favorite, um, getting to like win a gold medal with other people. So, yeah. Yeah. So throughout all those years, then up, up and coming and running, then I'm guessing you were kind of training alone for pretty much all that. Or were there other girls or I guess guys at your um, school that were you were able to train with? I don't know if it was a girls only school or also had boys, but like, we're, I would imagine that if you're, you know, winning that many state titles, you're kind of leaps and bounds above most of the others. And you're not going to be training with people most likely. Yeah. I, um, when I first started running in like fifth or sixth grade, um, we had like a really close family friend uh, named Daniel Benasco, who he was probably like six or seven years older than me, but he continued running. And like, we became like really good, um, like family friends and stuff like that. So he would actually meet me um, almost every day and go and like do workouts and stuff. We would like race each other in 400 like repeats and stuff like that. So, um, or we would just do like easy days and then we would go and get snowballs afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, I owe a lot of my like high school success, uh, probably to Daniel. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as I came here, I just had an endless amount of training partners that were just as good or better than me and kicked my mm-hmm. butt daily. But, um, it's, it's, I kind of like that slow progression of like just working your way. So, right. um, yeah, it was, uh, definitely consistent. Uh, but it's, it's always nice to have training partners. <laughs> I have yeah. spent enough years of my life training for the most part alone. <laughs> oh. Well, luckily now you have, uh, potentially the women's or the first, uh, women to go sub nine. We'll see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very good shot. So also with that consistency, then up growing up and then also at Furman, what's your injury situation been like? Have you been relatively healthy through all the years? I mean, I would imagine if you're winning that many state titles, you can't be too injured, uh, you, at least not injured so much that you're still able to run and be in relatively decent shape. So yeah, have you been pretty lucky with that or have you had your fair share of injuries? I would say like not to brag, but I've been pretty lucky. Um, (laughs) like I've just been really good at always like taking care of myself. And, uh, like in high school, I 
kind of would just get like stupid injuries. Like one time I was like climbing up my bunk bed with like a heavy backpack and then I kind of like fell off and like sprained my, like some of my discs. And so I had to like, just like stupid stuff like that, you know, like high school stuff, just dumb that you learn to never repeat. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like as I got into college, like I, I definitely started to Um, my sleep wasn't like the best my freshman year, but I learned like just how important it was, um, just to like stay healthy and honestly to just be like a happy person. Like I was so like grouchy Mm -hmm. all the time my freshman year. So I never got sleep. Um, so, but like, other than that, like I've been really, really lucky to never like dip into like unhealthy territories as far as like body composition. And I've never like had any like stress injuries really. So like, um, I've been relatively healthy. I'll usually have like some weird, like lower leg stuff after cross, but since I haven't run cross, like I've been very healthy. So, um, I, I think that's just the nature of cross. It's, it's very, uh, very demanding on your, on your lower legs running on grass mm-hmm. and hills and mud. So, um, but yeah, other than that, like, yeah, I've been, sorry, there's not like this big, like, <laughs> nope. oh, I secret, secret injury. Yeah. That you've been. Yeah, I, I, I've, been, I've been very, very lucky. So, um, and also I've had like the best like athletic trainers and doctors like to help me out if I ever had something like small come up. So we've always been really good about staying on top of stuff. Yeah. I mean, every runner out there right now is like jealous of you for, for that <laughs> because even, yeah, I don't know. That, that's definitely a good string of luck as well as, yeah, knowing knowing your body well enough. I'm I'm certainly guilty of overdoing it. Even when I know my body's tired, I'm like, screw it, I'm doing it anyway. And it's never a good idea. So yeah. I mean, like, I'll definitely overdo it sometimes, but then I like realize that I'm overdoing it. And I, I can like, I can like read the signs that my body's giving me and I can like take a step back before it gets too far into the hole. Um, right. I think that that's like really important for every runner. Like you said, to like know their body. Um, definitely. I've had how many years, 13, 14, however many years, uh, to figure it out. So (laughs) maybe that's an advantage, but it's also more mileage in my leggies. So I don't know, (laughs) whatever way you want to look at it. (laughs) As like a hypothetical, if you are, if you're in like championship season and you're going into a race, but you know that like, so you go into it with an injury and there's a chance that you might like tweak it even further. What's your What's your thought process around that? What do you prioritize racing or like recovery? Um, if it's a championship race, like there's stuff on the line. Like I just got to suck it up and that's what the off season afterwards is for. Um, I would say like, if it's like the beginning of the season, like, you know, it might be wise to like talk to coach and be like, Hey, like it's the beginning of the season. These aren't really like super important races. Maybe we sit it out so they can like figure out what's going wrong. But like, championship race like yeah you're just taping that bad boy up and you're going like (laughs) there's (laughs) like you you, like (laughs) you've made it to this point you're going (laughs) it's duct tape time (laughs) yeah it is it's it's duct tape time (laughs) yeah so going back to like this past season at Furman like when did you start having discussions like around going pro and like start talking to brands start talking to teams how long did that process take and uh, what came first? Was it like Adidas first or the team first team boss? Like how did that all play out? Oh, um, so it's probably a really long story and we are here for it. So if you you want to give it, 
I'll try to summarize it as easily as I can. <laughs> um, so I kind of, uh, and I, I think that this, I think I speak for a lot of my fellow 2020 graduates uh, when I say that um, at least the people that were maybe like qualified to go to indoor nationals, um, like we kind of were usually conversations start to happen around indoor nationals. I would say of your senior year, if you're really looking at going professional and you've got a lot of good times on the board. So, um, I was in Albuquerque when COVID hit, um, Mm -hmm. at nationals and I had had my first conversation, um, like about going pro there. So I kind of knew that the door was already open and I wasn't really sure if I was going to take a fifth year at first because there were just so many uncertainties. Um, so I had like called a couple of, uh, teams and brands. Um, but it was nothing ever too serious because I was upfront about them telling them like, Hey, like I, I really think that I'm going to stay a fifth year. I'm just like waiting to like finalize, like for the school to approve and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like casual conversation for a long time. Um, and it continued being like pretty casual, pretty casual, pretty casual up until like, I'd say probably around February was when conversations really started to happen. Um, and then March, like, like after like my first like outdoor race at Raleigh, like that's when um, you know, they were like, okay, like she's finally eligible again. Like (laughs) she's starting to race again. Like these are like her actual events. Um, so, um, I would say it was like very slowly and then just all at once. Um, I would say like, I had, I thought that I had like very good ideas about what I was, uh, going to be considering going into like, like traveling to Eugene. But as soon as NCAAs hit, like, I found myself with a few more offers than I'd expected. Um, and so it just kind of like reset the board a little bit. And (laughs) like, I was just like, okay, well, like I want to give everything like my best consideration because like, you never know like what's going to happen. And, um, I just, uh, yeah, the Adidas offer came through and it was, it was very appealing to me because it was, you know, I I could train anywhere that I, I wanted, Um, and I felt like I owed it to myself to kind of just be like, well, you know, it's kind of like that saying, like you are like the the people that you hang out with the most or whatever. Like, um, so I was just like, well, like, you know, I was a little disappointed about my trials, uh, prelim. And so I was just like, you know, like, I don't want this to happen again. Like, I just really want to go all in. I've, I've been feeling this way, um, this entire year. And I've always like said like, oh, like team boss would be like my pipe dream, but like, Mm -hmm. Um, I realized, you know, like I have connections to possibly make it possible. Like, um, so I was like, well, it wouldn't hurt to reach out. And I reached out and, and they were so sweet and accepting. And I was like, like, this is it then. Like, like I'm, oh, I'm moving to Boulder. So, like, this is, like, <laughs> my dream come true kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I love Boulder and, um, yeah, I just, yeah, it was, it was, like I said, very slowly. And then all at once. Like this was all within like three or four days of each other. Like it it was a lot of phone calls and kind of overwhelming, but, but. So as team boss, uh, did you only talk to them during your fifth year or was that, did you have some sort of connections? Uh, like you mentioned those casual conversations from your, your senior year. 
Um, so when I was in Boulder last year, um, like last summer visiting during COVID, I did actually meet with Aisha, um, at a coffee shop, um, just to kind of like say hi and like get a feel for the team. And, um, but yeah, it was all very casual and, and actually like Corey McGee grew up like 30 minutes down the road from where I grew up and uh, we watched each other like compete at AAU meets in New Orleans all the time. And I watched her just like smoke people. So like, like she, when she found out, she's like, Oh my gosh, like I watched you when you were like nine years old. And I was like, oh my God, You're right. Um, and of course, like uh, from an alum trip hurt is also involved with the team as well. So um, I definitely have like, I had like some pretty good, like, connections um I'd say like not like best friends but definitely like acquaintances like going in that I felt comfortable enough and like I knew um like the vibe of the team enough that like I felt like I could trust my gut and like know that it was going to be a like the right place so is that your was that then the initial decision before other offers came in no this that was actually like I was like well I have these offers. Um, I just felt like I was like, okay, I'm going to regret it if I don't at least ask. So Mm -hmm. it was actually like a very like, okay, like I've always wanted this. Like I could go like more comfortable route or I could really just try and put myself out there. Um, and like, it'll probably pay off. So, um, I, I just decided to do that. Like I felt bad because I, I think that they all knew that I was on a time crunch. So I was like waiting for an answer, yeah. um, like whether they would have me or not. So, uh, it was, it was definitely like, kind of like, sorry, like, I know this is like stressful for everybody, but, um, you can let me know, <laughs> but, um, I, I would, I would not say that it was a last minute decision. I would say that it was just kind of me finally working up the courage to ask about something mm-hmm. that I've always dreamt of doing. Um, and just yeah. like really making sure that I gave myself the shot and I covered every corner that I could left no stone unturned. So, um, and it just happened to pay off really well. And we don't even need like a shoot your shot segment. That, that's it. Um, <laughs> Did it. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk a little bit more about like the draw to team boss and why it was such a, like, it was way up, like beyond number one, it was like, even if I, if I get an offer, like I'm, I'm obviously taking it. Yeah. So I I think like, um, I think that maybe like a lot of people are like intimidated because they're such fast runners. I mean, I definitely felt that way. That's why I waited to reach out. Um, but I think that they really, um, I mean, they're strong group of people that are just working towards these amazing goals that, um, you know, I, I want to be working with people that have seen where I want to go, um, and, and can help guide me and get me there. I think like I've heard from multiple people and I've experienced it firsthand, like, um, Joe and Emma are extremely generous and sweet people and they would always, um, you know, be in my corner. Um, so that was just one thing to just be like, wow, like this person, you know, they're at the top of the world, but they still care about developing young athletes, um, like myself and like, um, you know, whoever else they bring on in the future. So, um, I just thought that that really spoke volumes to me and that like, it's, it's a group of people that want to be there. Um, they're not tied like monetarily to it. Like it's like, they 
genuinely care about each other and they want to be there and um, they work hard for themselves, for each other, like, and, and they make big things happen. And um, yeah, I, I just, I just love that. Cause it reminds me a lot of, of the firm and girl gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I just, I loved that. And um, yeah, it, it's, it just seems like an awesome environment to be a part of. And I it can't wait to get out to Boulder. Um, I've been like, yeah. uh, texting I've been like on their group chat and like they did like a group FaceTime the other day and I was like oh like oh <laughs> like I just like want to meet everybody in person finally <laughs> for sure so. you, you mentioned with uh like one of the big draws for Adidas was that you could be wherever you wanted train wherever you want so with with the mul- like the other offers then was there always like a team tied to the brand deal? Is that how it's typically structured or were there other brands you could have gone with where it was like kind of a similar story where you could have picked whatever group you wanted? Um, I would say like for the, I would say for the most part, for at least from my experience, I think a lot of um, teams like, or like, uh, yeah, I'd say like a lot of teams are like specifically tied to, um, to brands. I would say like, I mean, I didn't really, it depends on like, if you get like an individual offer from like, Mm -hmm. from like a brand or not, um, whether they like grant you the permission to like go wherever you want. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, you can either pick a team that's affiliated with a brand or if you're good enough and get an individual contract, you can like kind of do your own thing and like pick your own coach and like, like choose where you want to live and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Adidas just like happened to offer that, um, really, I just like unique opportunity. So I was like, well, like, (laughs) I mean, I could have just like moved back to Greenville and had like coach Gary coach me, like, (laughs) like it could have been, you know, it could have been anything. So, um, definitely felt like I would have had like a lot of really unique options to go that way. For sure. So how would you describe your negotiating skills? Are you kind of like a more of a bad cop, more of a good cop? How, how did you play it all out? Were you like, like saying like, oh, like this other offer I got, it's like, it's 1.5 mil per year. Like I need two mil to go to this offer. Okay. Like, how, how did this all play out? <laughs> um, I mean, I like my advice would be to hire somebody who does it all for you. So <laughs> I, I mean, Ray Flynn did a very good job, um, keeping everything organized and moving quickly. So I never really had to worry about any of like mm-hmm. the money aspects of it. I just yeah. had to, my main focus was just like meeting the coaches and like learning about the team and like the coaching philosophies and like training, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like their, their okay. training schedules and stuff like that. And like yeah. the areas that they live. So I was, um, I was not as much worried about the money per se. Um, it's, it's kind of more fun that way. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to just like not have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you got a guy for that. You don't have to worry about it yourself. <laughs> So, uh, so in Boulder, then when you move there in a few weeks, um, uh, obviously some of the teammates are going to be at the Olympics. They're not going to be there right away, but, uh, like what's the typical, like, do, do you all meet every single day as a team? Is it like an easy runs on your own? I was just kind of curious how the layout is like, does everyone live pretty far apart? Or are you all kind of in a general like area where you can meet up regularly? Um, not sure how to like what the structure is for it. 
Yeah. So I think like a lot of people live between like North Boulder and like gun barrel area. Mm -hmm. And, um, obviously just like every single professional group out in Boulder, uh, they go to Niwot (laughs) for like their track workouts and stuff like that. So, um, they, um, they do meet like, like everybody meets for like workout days and stuff. But I know that like Joe was telling me that, um, like all the women pretty much organized, like doing like easy days and stuff like with each other. Um, so that we try, we try and like keep everybody together. Um, so that like nobody's alone, but I, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard for me to like speak about it because I'm still not there yet, but I'm just going off of what I've been told. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. And what, what races do you have left for this season then before break? I, I saw you're doing Sir Walter Myler. Um, yes. What else do you have on the schedule? Uh, I'm also going out to Ed Murphy in Memphis. I, I recently competed there uh, back at the end of 2020 as well. So um, be looking forward to bettering my 1500 meter time as well as my mile time at Sir Walter. So Sir Walter is going to be stacked. I don't know what Ed Murphy looks like as of right now, but I know that like I've been enjoying watching Sir Walter's like Instagram posts that they've made every day. And I'm like, dang, like, (laughs) all right. Like I feel honored to be on the line right now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, but it'll, for real, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. it'll, I, I've never really run an outdoor mile before, at least not since like 2015 or something like that. So that needs to get off of world athletics as well. Uh, whatever <laughs> I have on there, like, a, I, I don't even know what it is like a 452 or something like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll call our guys at world athletics. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, I have a really, Oh, Chris, finish. Up no, no, you, you got it. No, you got it. Okay. I was actually gonna, I was going to derail the thing. So take oh, it away. Awesome. I was going to derail it too. Um, <laughs> great minds think alike. I have a question revolving around studio Sundays and what are they? (laughs) Okay. Is that it? Yeah. What are are they? they? Okay. So I, um, I've been doing a lot of, so when I decided to stay a fifth year, um, I had to come up with like a second major, um, because I had already finished what I was going to finish and like graduate with in like a month later. But like, Um, so I decided that I had already finished pretty much half of the studio art major. Um, and I, uh, so I only took art classes this entire year. Um, don't necessarily recommend it. I loved all of my professors and I loved everything that I learned, but it was just so much of the same thing being crammed inside my head. I was just having like a really hard time, like, um, thinking like critically and just only thinking about like art, like only using that one side of my brain. Um, but it was a lot of fun and I ended up creating all of this like artwork and stuff. Um, whether like I developed an app and I like made a children's book, I did a lot of painting and like graphic design and sketches. I I made like a lot of stuff. I even did like a two minute animation, which I had never done before, but I'm an overachiever. And so that's, the way it is, um, <laughs> for my senior project. Um, but yeah, I actually have like a couple of things like behind me. There's like my little, there's my little, uh, like, um, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been, uh, trying to share some of my stuff because I just didn't really know what else to do with it. <laughs> um, I, I still have more stuff to share, but as the season got like 
you know, towards when we were approaching the end of like the more serious side of it, I was just like forgetting to post stuff because we were always traveling on Sundays. And so I should definitely keep posting, but yeah, as of right now, it's just been like an outlet for me to like share all of the stuff that I've been doing. And I hope to like keep making art and, um, hopefully kind of work with Adidas or like team boss to kind of like create mm-hmm. some stuff. Uh, I think that that would be really fun. Um, yeah. cause graphic design is something that I want to pursue long-term, but yeah, just, it, I was, that's, just to share. that's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, that's very, what's the word? Um, serendipitous, like my recent, oh, wow. YouTube, <laughs> my recent, yeah, that's why it took me a little bit. Cause it's like past 5 PM and I was like, uh, brain, no worky. Um, <laughs> no, my recent like YouTube hole that I get sucked into when I'm like trying to go to bed is just watching people paint. I don't know why, but it's absolutely fascinating. I'll have to like, do like, just, a like time a, lapse one day. Please do. I will. I'll be like the one person on YouTube that watches that. What should, what should I paint? What should I paint? Um, the last one I watched was like, it was a forest and it was raining and there was a trail. I don't know. I don't know like what kind of medium or like what other random art specific uh, nomenclature you'd use to describe it, but uh, I'll watch it either way. Big words. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Adam, did you, what did you go to school for Adam? I not art. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Math? Other, side, other oh, side of the brain. Yeah, that's the, that's the side of the brain that's not been working lately. I've been like trying to keep it alive by calculating splits and stuff like that. <laughs> See, that's like like nobody would watch a YouTube time lapse of somebody like solving an equation or like figuring you something out. Like you don't know that calculus classes and like had to watch yeah. tutorials on stuff. Yeah, but nobody does it for fun. Like I wouldn't watch that before. Like, I, I don't know. It depends on who you are. <laughs> True. There's maybe maybe you can send you can post instagram or reels or youtube videos of you painting and i'll post instagram reels of like me working okay and i'll just trust that you get the answer right because there's no way that i would be able to like, <laughs> up and, and know that you're right and like fact check true <laughs> at least in art there is no right answer unless well i guess you kind of graded on stuff so maybe there is a right answer that's true. That, that that was the kind of the sucky part about like taking so many art classes. I felt like I was being graded on stuff that like I was creating and being very vulnerable about, <laughs> but like, um, it is what it is. Everybody has something to say. Everybody's got an opinion about something. So it kind of just like teaches you how to just stay calm when everybody's talking, telling you what to do. Stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. probably, it's probably good for, um, looking at signing a pro contract. <laughs> yeah so, so would i have any if i just draw stick figures in art but that's like my i don't know if to me that's like the deepest symbolism or whatever like does that would that give me a's or not like does that count i i don't know because i don't think i could take any number of art classes and figure out how to successfully like paint something or create oh, something true. That looks, i feel that I, I can't I just can't do it. I'm like I'm in the I'm in the math side of the brain working well and the art side not working well. So I don't know. Yeah, like what is it what does it take? What do you get graded on? Is it just the professor's opinion of your work? I mean, it seems uh very subjective. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Typically people don't take art classes unless they're like wanting to it. pursue it. So most of the people that were in my classes are actually really good. Um, but it is kind of nice because you don't have to like compete 
like with somebody else because everybody's doing something different like you, mm-hmm. you don't yeah like you said like it's not like really right or wrong like you're always gonna get partial credit <laughs> um but but yeah I would say like it's just like for so I had never used oil paint before I'd only ever used acrylic I'm about to nerd out for a second but acrylic no, let's paint, hear it it's like it's just a lot easier to use but with oil paint it's like very um oily like it never it never leaves like what you're touching it like it it's go, it goes everywhere it's really hard to blend I had a really hard time I had never used it before this semester like this past semester so I had a really hard time like mixing colors and I had missed a lot of class early in the semester because of races and so I would like have to stay like behind and just like try to mix colors. Like I felt like it was so like kindergarten, but it just didn't ever look right because the, just the, it just was the viscosity and it was just weird. It was like, I'm not, the finished product of oil is great, but mixing it is a pain. Um, so yeah, just like stuff like that, like making sure your colors are mixed properly or like your proportion and like scale, all looks good. You're like framing and I mean, I could keep going on and on, but I so when, when people do those, um, I don't know if you've seen those like TikTok or Instagram reels where they'll like, just like in the camera frame, they'll put like a rock or something. And then they like, will match the tone of it like live over it or yeah, over a time yeah. lapse. Is that with acrylic then? Cause it's easier. No, it's probably with oil because oil. So they, better, they like, it's, it's uh, so hard to get an idea of the, of like the color because it, 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 it's so hard to explain. I wish that I could <laughs> explain it better, but I just don't even like thinking about it because I <laughs> have mixed. I did this one painting where it was like a bajillion shades of gray. It was like, like light gray, dark gray, like, um, yellow. It was like a warm gray and a cool gray. And I just, I sat in this room for so many hours under like incandescent lighting that was making everything look really different than what it actually is. And I was just trying to like figure out the shades of gray and it just was awful. And that was one of the most time consuming felt like the useless things I've ever done (laughs) was just like creating this totally gray thing I was like oh my god like I'm not gonna hang this up anywhere because it's gray and it just reminds me of a lot of useless hours of my life that I'll never get that's like part that's like part of the art though it's just like a bunch of hours at least like with with something like that like like I would hang some of those up somewhere um Mm -hmm. especially like my little b1 I can like bring it up closer if you guys want but um I like making work that I'm proud of that I could share. <laughs> like that one was just bad. Fair. Okay. <laughs> it was my That's first fair. work. It was my first ever like oil attempt. And so it was just not fun. Not fun. So of the art mediums, then what would you say your what your favorite is and then like what's your best at? Maybe they're the same thing, maybe they're not, but like Good between question. graphic design, painting, like what what are you best at and what's your favorite? Hmm. I'd have to say that my favorite is it's probably unexpected, but I love film photography. Um, okay. and then my best would probably be charcoal, um, like drawings and stuff like that. Um, cause I've been doing that since I was like really little, like every kid like draws stuff, like, mm-hmm. like you said, little stick figures, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the easiest thing to do. <laughs> For sure. Um, 
but yeah, I would definitely say like graphic design is a close second to like, um, both of those, like what I like best and what I'm good at. So, um, but yeah. Adam and I could definitely use some graphic design help and in, in general, you know, a couple couple of math guys don't really have it down on the uh, on the design piece of it. So. So, yeah, you know, if you ever, if, yes, if you ever want to do some freelance graphic design for us, we would we would love to have you. All right. Say less. <laughs> the, the, uh, the stick figure comment reminded me of like, oh, it's kind of like PTSD, but I was playing this. Um, what's the game? Telestrations, which is basically like adult picture. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. And I had to draw a person, or I think I had to like draw a hand or something like that. And I can't, I couldn't really like, I, I think I just drew like a circle and like lines coming out of it. And my mom is a like early education teacher. She's like a specialist. And she roasted the shit out of me after I drew that. Cause she's like, you know, this is like a key characteristic for like when little kids can't deter, like they can't figure out how many like fingers to draw or when they draw it, like the circle and the sticks, like they're at a certain level. And I'm like, well, I guess the left, <laughs> left side of my brain is at like a second grade level. The last time that I played Telestrations, um, was with some of my team, like the, the group that went to regionals, um, back in May. And one of them had like open heart surgery and the ending was like something like firing squad. I don't even know what it was, but it was just like, what the heck? Like, how did we get here? <laughs> but it was the best one. We were like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, it always works well when you have big groups, kind of like telephone, yeah. where you just get to the end. You're like, all right, we got to piece through like. I need 10 minutes to walk through each of these to figure out what the hell happened. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun game. 10 out of 10 recommend. Do, do you like, as, as someone who does art, are you like the ringer in the circle of telestrations? Like, does everyone automatically know what you're drawing or is it still hard for you? Cause it's, it's super hard for me. And, and I played with Adam a lot. Like well, there's like, no it's way a, that it's a, it's a jank ass marker. Like, it, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think a lot of people like to be situated like right after me so that they can easily guess yep. what I've drawn. Um, but yeah, every time we go around the circle and like, we like explain like where we got to what, um, everybody's like, Oh, I know who drew that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not even fun anymore. Like, come on. <laughs> you should start drawing with your left hand then. Oh God, that would be really bad. <laughs> be better than what Adam and I could do. That's for sure. <laughs> Probably. Maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically the cheat code in the in the game of illustrations. Okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, have I'll you have ever have you ever tattooed? I have not. Um, although whenever I was a sophomore, I went to the career office at Furman and I took this like little test that like tells you like what you'd be good at, um, or like what your future career could be. And <laughs> I got a tattoo artist. Um, right after like a flight attendant. And so I was like, mom, look, she's like, no. <laughs> Your mom's probably like, oh no. <laughs> it could be fun. I, I'm one of those people that like mixes up their hair and like nails, like just, I just mix things up way too much to like really know if I would be dedicated enough to get to like, to get a tattoo, like hands down, like, like I applaud people that can, I just, I don't know if I personally could do it because I just mm. feel like I like to mix things up way too much. Um, mm. But if I did go to the Olympics, 
I have committed to the Olympic rings. Oh so. yeah. That's so like, is it, must. like you is have, it Olympia, be you're the, not an Olympian unless you have the rings. Come on. For sure. <laughs> is it going to be the OG, like just like the dark circles or would you do something fun with it? I think, so I'm kind of like a minimalistic person. So I would probably just do like, just like very minimal, like, uh, not like super dark ink. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still deciding, but <laughs> everybody's like asked me like, where would you put it? And I was like, for sure on my bicep, because you want to show that you're strong. Ah, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. That, that was going to be my next question. Bicep or bicep or shoulder, because those are the two yeah. main spots. Yeah, but, uh, I want to be able to like, see it, you know? Like, I yeah. feel like, it, like if you get a tattoo on your back, it's like not really for you to see. True. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, Adam just got a tattoo on his back. <laughs> I mean, like, does it have words? Do they spell it right? Uh, it doesn't have words, but okay. honestly, I forget that I have it a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would, maybe that would be good for me so that I like, you know, if I can't commit, like, that would be good. Yeah. You're just like, it's kind of nice. It's like a nice little surprise. You're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'd be scared. Like, okay. If you have, you ever like gotten a ring stuck on your finger or something like that? And you suddenly get like really claustrophobic with your body. You're just like, oh my God, like I can't get it off. Like, or like, I feel like maybe that's how I would feel I if I just we... like, suddenly remembered that I had a tattoo and be like, oh my God, I can't get it Never off. Like, yeah. I don't I'm know like if we talked about this. My own body. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but, um, yes, I have gotten a ring stuck on my finger okay. and it was, um, it was, my fiance's like family heirloom. Um, so they had to cut it off. And oh. that was, it's, it's, it may still be talked about today. Uh, every oh. time she wears that ring. Um, Did they fix it? Yeah, it, it looks pretty oh, okay. good, but um, okay. I just, I catch a lot of flack for that for, I mean, that's probably fair though. Yeah. I mean, fairly family heirloom, like. It's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you only have three years to decide on the Olympic rings because three years from now, you're going to be on your way and you're going to have to get it, get that tattoo done. So not not much time. Sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I I think she's on board. She can agree to that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it is wild that there's only like three years and it's actually really nice because you have like world championship, world championship and then another Olympics. So it's like, I mean. Mm -hmm one out of three has got to, got to work at some point. For sure. (laughs) I mean, like just being at altitude, like having the best training partners that anybody could ever have. And like, you know, really awesome coach. Like, I feel like I'm putting myself in a position to have all the tools to be able to do something special. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you think that, so having something every year for the next three years, do you think that's like a, a net positive or net negative? I guess like, my thinking is that if there's something to look forward to every year, it'll just make things more exciting. There's always something to train for, but, but also like when you're peaking, like specifically for an Olympics or world championships, like maybe you're not getting to race as much as you normally would. Like maybe it'd be fun to just have a summer where you like literally just do a racing circuit and you're not worried about a championship. You just run fast times. You just race a lot. So like, how, how do you look at it? Do you prefer like the, the big bang, like huge race at the end of the cycle? Or do you like racing a lot? Kind of what's your preference on that? I'd say I love racing no matter what level it is, but I am honestly like really good with, um, I I think that I am better at coordinating a season and kind of like working my way backwards. Um, I just tend to have a better 
like approach to each race and like each like season, like, um, like for instance, all of the races that I did this year, like I kind of dipped my foot into everything before I got to regionals and like committed to the steeple. But I felt like, you know, circling NCAAs and the trials, like having the, like those big races right there, I was like, okay, like we're going to work backwards and we're going to like get all the tools in place and stuff like that. And so I feel like if there's not a championship, like, I mean, obviously there will be years where there's not, but it's almost kind of harder to like, kind of think about the bigger picture. Like, okay, like what am I working towards? Like, you know, I, I feel like we've all had that moment in COVID where we were like, we don't know what we're working towards. But like, <laughs> as soon as, yeah. Like as soon as like there were races on the calendar, I was like, man, like just feels so good to have something like big circled on the calendar again. So I would definitely say that I prefer like kind of having something like every consecutive year. Um, I know it's obviously important to like have like a rest year, like, you know, like if you are older and you like want to start a family or like do some, like, you yeah. know, like that's important. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I am 22, not trying to do that right now. I'm trying to make teams. So <laughs> it works well for me. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a physical calendar that you circle dates on? Um, so I, well, I had like a, um, dry erase, uh, board that I had set up by my door, but I'm like slowly moving out of my apartment right now. So I'm just like tucking away all of the like random stuff, Extra. That but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I typically do usually have like a, like a grid, like we do like our, our like training schedule. Like my coach had like an Excel sheet. Um, she would like print it out every month and it would be like a grid, um, yeah, she would like circle big races. Um, but yeah, we would always talk about it like every single day, like every single day of practice, like we would always bring up like the, the big, like the final dance, you know, like, um, it's always good to like, keep it in mind, like what you're working towards every single day. Um, and just like, you know, if I'm having like a hard time and like in a workout or something, like Rita was always very good about like, okay, well, you know, you know, you're going to start hurting, like, you know, like five minutes into the steeple, like, you know, practice good breathing, practice, like, you know, like, like what you would do in a race, like latch onto somebody or like, you know, get to the next tree or like whatever, like gets the next hurdle or whatever. Um, yeah, just like kind of, sorry, that was like very like <laughs> rabbit hole. Yes, I do. I do have an actual calendar. But um, yeah, I take it month by month. <laughs> no, that was probably the nature of the question. I don't even notice because I'm <laughs> such a rabbit hole person. Um, do you, does <laughs> that ever get does that ever get overwhelming when you're like constantly thinking about the the final dance and you're like, especially if you have like a shitty day working out and you're like, dude, I can't like just give me like one day where I can have an off day. Like, how do you think about that? Yeah, I would definitely say like at a certain point it does kind of get a little bit because I mean I had way longer than normal to focus on just one championship. Like I was focusing on it since like February or like March of 2020. Um, so I have like over a year to just focus on like these, like this one race. And so, yeah, I mean, like it definitely kind of got to the point where it was getting really close. And I was like, man, like it's finally here. Like it, it felt like it was just like never going to happen. <laughs> like it's so, I'm so used to like having it being so far out, but um, I think just like, you know, taking your hard days hard and your easy days easy, like um, to make sure that you do build in like that, um, like not even just like physical rest, but also mental rest. Like I um, would run on the trails and like listen to music on my phone, like on easy days and just like 
kind of be at one with nature just like that sounds really hippie but like <laughs> um just like like enjoying enjoying right. running like you know um just to run um but yeah like when we got back on an easy day I was like okay like we're gonna practice hurdles we're gonna practice like coming off the hurdle strong and like you know so um I'd say like there's a good like there's like a time and place for everything I think my coaches were very good about like just casually mentioning it and not being like oh like this, 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 because they yeah. knew it, like it was on me. Like I, I was feeling it as well, especially getting right. closer. Um, I mean, my, my coach was, she kind of like, um, booked like sports psychology meetings for me just to make sure that I was like in a good headspace and stuff like that. So like, um, yeah, there's like all kinds of different things that you can do to kind of eliminate the stress a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, I would say that like, I definitely felt it, but it was, I knew it was coming and I, I just, I knew that I had prepared myself, even if I did have a bad day, like with training and stuff, I had to kind of look at the whole season and like year that I had had collectively leading up to that moment where it's like, I know that I can do this like the second time that I see it, like I might not get it right away or it might've just had a bad day or whatever, but like collectively, like I'm in really good shape and I have to just like trust that I've put myself in a position to like trust my body to just say yes to like hard decisions that are going to ultimately happen. And like, it's kind of weird to think about like, you know, your whole college career is going to be defined in like a little bit over like nine and a half minutes, but it's like, my coach had told me that she's like, listen, like, remember your why, like why you run and, and you know, like, um, yeah, just like have fun with it at the end of the day. Like it doesn't have to always be super stressful. Um, yeah just like enjoy, like you get to be here. It's like a privilege to be here, like be happy that you're here and you get to compete. And I think like having that like mindset, like really changes everything. Yeah, definitely. Runners, especially there's no, like (laughs) runners are so self-motivated in order to get to the point that you're racing. Well, it's like, you don't need any extra push from the outside in order to no off switch. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. That, like, you know, you're thinking about it all the time. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lifestyle. Like you, you do it you is. Think about it all the time. It is everything you do. And yeah, that's uh, Adam and I now not being competitive or, you know, as committed to the running uh, game as much, you know, where it, it's such a different mindset of like, oh, yeah, I could just go out and whatever socialize tonight, go to the bar or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't have I don't, it doesn't matter to me that's versus like. It, that is the fun part. But then, it, yeah, versus like when you're in like a training cycle or marathon cycle or whatever it is, you're like, oh, no, can't do that. Like, I'm going to be too tired. Got to train tomorrow. It's just like a, it's a completely different mindset. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> definitely a lot of rewards for being at the top of the game for sure. Uh, OK, let's have a, let's have a little fun and talk about some favorites. Uh, so yeah. let's start with your favorite TV show. <sighs> My favorite TV show. I feel like I'm people are either going to love it or they're going to like not even understand, but I've been a huge Avatar The Last Airbender fan for the longest time. Ever since it aired on Nickelodeon, I got my boyfriend hooked. I got like all my friends hooked. Like I'm so glad that it came on Netflix because just increasing the fandom here. So good. If you haven't seen it, watch it. When did you, did you post that on your store? What did I respond to where I was like, Oh shit. Like Gabby's uh avatar the last airbender it was fan. probably when we went to crater lake in eugene and like it looked like like a volcano oh, yeah <laughs> yeah the boiling rock yeah so my, 
<laughs> well, since if, I mean, if our fans know that they'll like love this, but if, good, if they don't good. know, then they can skip ahead they like should, 60 seconds. Know. They should know it. It's so good. So, My, good. so many good character developments and like moral oh, just so life good. lessons. Yes. Just so good. My, my twin brother and I, my twin brother and I want to get a white Lotus on our, I think we might get it in our chests or our shoulders. We'll see where it goes. I love it. I love it. So would you say that you're more into TV shows that are like animated or is it, or is this just an exception where this is like, this show is just good because of the show itself and not, not necessarily like the genre or the style. I want to say like, it's, it's just, even if I didn't like animated stuff, like it would still just always stand out as like just this amazing piece of work that will always deserve to be relevant and appreciated. Um, but I definitely want to say that like, just because of my artistic background and because I've like, especially started getting into animation a little bit, I'm definitely more appreciative of like all the work that goes into animation. My, uh, long-term like real life goal outside of running, um, (laughs) is to work for Pixar. Um, I, I have always loved like Pixar movies and stuff like that. Um, like, I got, I sound like a, like just like a big kid, but like, I, I just love the, the artwork and like, it takes so many hours to like, it hurts my brain to think about, especially back in the day, like how, how much work it took. I appreciate it so much. That's, that's just like why I love animated movies. Cause like the technology just keeps getting better and better, but, um, but yeah, that's just, yeah, I kind of both. <laughs> I think I think everyone is really just a big kid at heart. Like everyone has their oh, nostalgia sure. shows that they look back on, and it's like whether <laughs> you want to admit it or not. It. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next favorite favorite food. Ooh, um, like a meal or like a snack. Just what's top of mind? Like, what do you really, really want to eat most of the time? I'm a big fan of chips and salsa lately. Like I just last year alone, I've been eating way too much chips and salsa, but like for a meal, I feel like pizza is like the most versatile thing that you could have because you could like put like green stuff on and make it like a salad. You could like make it like a meat lovers. You can make like a Supreme, like, I don't know. It's kind of a tie. Pizza's pizza's my food that I could like eat for the rest of my life if I had to pick one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say the same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well-rounded. Okay, how about uh, beverage then? And it can be both like non-alcoholic and alcoholic. Like what, <laughs> what, what are your go-tos? Hmm. Oh my God, I'm so lame. I just drink like water. <laughs> really? So no, okay. no coffee no, no, or tea? I, I, no, if no. You- I, wait, wait, what did you just say? Like, so, so I guess non, non-alcoholic beverage, like coffee, tea, that sort of thing. Yeah. Are, so I'm you- actually, yeah, you, you, I was like blanking out for a second. Of course I have a favorite. I'm like a big tea snob. Tea, um, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I love tea and my love for uncle Iroh also like helped, uh, make that. God damn it. I, I hope <laughs> we have a, I hope the Venn, I hope the Venn diagram of, of beer mile podcast listeners and avatar, the last airbender watchers <laughs> is like pretty, what is that concentric? I'm using so many big words today yeah. after. Yeah. I have to like take out a freaking dictionary or something. 
Um, okay. Actually, this is like a really weird, like tidbit of information, but we like, so Furman's a liberal arts school. And so we have to take like certain classes. And I took this writing seminar my junior year and it was about, it was like Harry Potter and the Gothic novel. And one of my papers, I wrote about like the similarities between Avatar the Last Airbender and Harry Potter. And it was just the awesomest like paper that you could ask to write for a college like essay. <laughs> I, just, I just felt like I was like, man, this is just so, never thought I'd be here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I just, just aced it. it because of like how you grew up. I remember taking, um, I had like a sci-fi, it's like a science fiction novel class yeah. in some like English literature, whatever that I took for just for fun. Cause I needed a couple credits. I was like, Oh, it's going to be fun. It'll be like, it'd be like Avatar, the last airbender and like science fiction, man. That's cool shit. And it was the worst class I've ever taken. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was like, I don't give a fuck about like the, like the classic archetypes of science fiction and like why they they're important. Make it like educational. Yeah. Like I just yeah. want to read about cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I what? tried to make it as fun as possible for myself. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to make a comment. Like you bringing up that paper is like, why runners are such nerds. Like every, every runner that we've had on, like, I just thinking like to Millie and then to like Sage Herta as well. It's like, such nerds in general and like more probably like a dork I don't know (laughs) nerds at least like I mean I'm smart with not with like math but like with other things but I would say like nerd nerd is like like knows too much whereas like a dork is just like oh I'm like passionate about this like dumb random random thing that nobody else cares about this animated kids show from what like 2008 or something like yeah. that i watched it growing up like i literally watched it i would like literally wait oh, I, for nickelodeon to air each new episode i mean the amount of awesome. times that i've i've rewatched the entire um avatar the last airbender is like pretty disgusting have you seen legends of Korra? Mm-hmm. what do you think i usually i'm like kind of i'm kind of split on it i think i think it got way more shit than it deserved like i thought it was it was good given given that they're like reviving it after how many years yeah um i think you have to appreciate it like separately totally like, like you can't- i i tried to dive straight into that after finishing avatar the last airbender like one time when i rewatched it i was like okay now i'm gonna watch legends of Korra. i had to like i watched the first one i was like this is completely different like time setting like it just threw me off so I was like okay no I need to like wait a month and then revisit this topic (laughs) or like the animation styles are slightly different but like different enough to kind of like piss you off at the beginning god it's gonna devolve into a whole avatar the last airbender podcast (laughs) speaking speaking of of avatar the last airbender podcast there is one with the voice actor of I think it's Zuko's voice actor and I want to say I want to say Korra's I can't remember um but it's on Spotify and I have yet to listen to it I'll have to check it out I was just gonna say you two should just start a podcast that's like a fandom of of Avatar because I I I think maybe I don't know I think maybe I'm slight I remember it kind of being on when I was younger but I'm like a little bit older than both of you so I think it was just past my time 
Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I will say I have not seen them all. Um, I've definitely seen some here and there, but maybe maybe I'll go back and watch now now that they're on Netflix. Maybe because I I still appreciate all my old like Nickelodeon shows that I grew up on. So I think I would appreciate it. I think I would. There's enjoy not it. that many of them either. You could get through them in like depending on how dedicated you are, you could get through them in like a week. Okay. If you had nothing it's else a, to do, if you had nothing very, else to do in your life, it's <laughs> very bingeable. That's yeah. typically like my my cross training. Um, like if I'm not watching some other Netflix series, I'll just throw on Avatar. Yeah. My boyfriend watched it about like five times through without me. Like since I introduced it to him in like 2020, I was like, Oh See? my God, we need to we need <laughs> to figure something else out to watch because I, you're about to ruin it for me because I've like heard the same episodes just way too many times. <laughs> I never thought that I would get to this day, but I don't want to get there. So let's switch. <laughs> don't ruin I've, it. I've exhausted all the crappy reality TV on Netflix. So I, I'll, I'll add that to the list to start next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so tea, uh, so alcoholic beverage then, are you like beer, wine, cocktails? Like what? what's your go-to? Definitely not a hard liquor kind of person because I just feel like it never ends well. Um, <laughs> I will say that with just, yeah, just a lot of knowledge about that. <laughs> every time every time Chris drinks and he says it's a liquor night, I just like kind of like shrivel up a little bit. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're like, I don't, I don't know if it could be a liquor night for me, dog. <laughs> it's never a liquor night for me. I will only ever like do it if I'm like celebrating like the end of a season or something like that. But like, I will never have an issue with like doing like a wine night or having like just a random casual beer. Um, kind of cut it off like maybe like a month before like some big races and stuff, but mm-hmm. like. For the most part, I'd say like pretty casual. I'd say my, well, my favorite beer is definitely Blue Moon. Hell yeah. Um, there we go. But I'm also, but I'm also a big fan of stouts. Um, so I don't really have like a specific brand. Oh, well, no, I, I like Guinness. Um, if we're just going with like, okay. like you know, kind of, oh, you just changed. <laughs> my bad. My my uh, camera, my other web, my actual camera was freezing. So I just, uh, yeah, switched over. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd say just like, just like name worthy brands, like probably Guinness um, as well. But that's definitely like second place to Blue Moon. And then I'd say like wine. I'm going to go with like the cheap college thing because I don't know if you guys have ever been to Aldi. Oh, hell yeah. We yeah. love Aldi. The Intermingle. Yes. I don't know if you've ever had that. It's like $7, but it's so good. That's the expensive yeah. Aldi one. That is. Yeah, yeah we're, is. we're more of a <laughs> winking owl great. guys, you know. We're <laughs> two, more of like the 290. 290. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say that like my favorite um No, I'm not even going to rem- remember how to pronounce it, so never mind, never mind. I, oh, oh, you can, you can it. type it in the chat or you can like you can try I, for it. i'll have to go and get it i'll have to go okay get yeah it. let's do it okay. adam and i'll try to pronounce it it'll be funny <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that bad i just forget how to forget what it's called it's like a it's a sparkling wine also kind of cheap you know walmart this is so good if you guys haven't yeah. had it you can try it I don't think I've had it, but I've definitely seen that label. 
Yeah. Martini and Rossi. It's usually like you have to look for it in Walmart because so many people buy it, but it's like in the very back. Like you have to look for it. I swear I've had one of those in like my parents' liquor cabinet every time I checked when I was growing up. It's like Martini and Rossi or like any family occasion. It's always out there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we just have an endless bottle supply of this. (laughs) It's good though. Definitely recommend it. It's probably like $13. Little Steve, it's like a I good, don't know. It's <laughs> for like, it's oh, I'm uh, kidding, champagne, I'm kidding. right? It's like, yeah, not bad. I mean, it's like sparkling wine. I know, uh, it's it's really good though. It honestly, it tastes like carbonated apple juice. Yeah, that's why I like it because I don't like wine, but I like apple <laughs> juice. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, go to favorite music. Mm, favorite music. Um, I'd have to say like I'm really big into like bass. Um, so I'd have to say like you are a tattoo artist or a flight attendant. <laughs> I don't really know like what the technical terms are for this. Like um Spotify gave me some really interesting names, like Vapor Twitch. Like I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> um I would say it's probably like house and like EDM and um, like a little bit of trap and stuff like that. But honestly, I like pretty much everything except for like country. Like you'll, I don't, you'll I don't grow, know that, like you'll grow up one day. <laughs> okay, oh, <geez. laughs> I feel like I always like offend somebody when I say that. <laughs> no, I I hated country until probably like two years ago. So, but do, do you even like country or do you like? pop country you know like, no, I, I feel I, like, I like okay i like legit so country the, i'll, I'll I, listen okay. to anything from like johnny cash country to like taylor oh, Swift country man. i feel like that's a pretty big range that i liked okay i grew up with like my dad like listening to johnny cash so i do like stuff like that and i actually also even like bluegrass but i just don't like the like my dog died. Like my <laughs> wife left me. Like, I'm, I'm drinking beer drinking. for breakfast, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Well, the okay, Johnny Cash is the exception because, like, you know, he's Johnny the lyrics Cash. Do leave something to be desired, but as long as I'm not listening to the lyrics, and it, like, if I'm just like out by a campfire having a beer, I'm like, yeah, let's. Yeah, I feel like there's a time and a place for everything. That's true. True. Yeah. yeah. But it's Man, not my go-to. For all the listeners that love country music, I'm they sorry. should they should they should comment in in just rip well give us a five star Apple review on the Apple Podcast, but but in the comment rip us apart for hating country and tell us who we should be listening to. I think that'll be a good uh, compromise there, and we'll try to expand our horizons. Yeah, but. maybe I'm just not listening to the right country because I that feel could like there be are it. a lot of different like subgenres of country. Like like yeah. what did Lil Nas X do at one point with like <laughs> just kidding? I, I don't know yeah. what that is actually. <laughs> um like genre yeah i know there was like a big like fit about that i don't know what it ended yeah he was like taken off the country charts and on pop and then like put back on the country chart yeah there was like a whole but i i don't think there's a definition of country i'm also not i'm also like not a country whiz so like i don't know yeah yeah (laughs) i won't pretend to be either (laughs) (laughs) um okay so how about uh what sport other than running do you like most for spectating and for playing? Hmm. Oh gosh. 
my whole life is front. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably say I really enjoyed going to a lot of the basketball games at Furman. It's just like something that's like quick paced, Mm -hmm. um, that I just enjoy watching. Um, I feel like it's like high energy. I'd say, um, and our team is also pretty good. So it's not as fun to watch things when you're, <laughs> when your team's not that good. Right, right. Um, but I would say um, probably to participate in, hmm. oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been like doing running for so long. I, I would say probably like something like volleyball is a lot of fun. Um, something that like, if we had like a net, like we have like sand courts out at Furman that like the team would play sometimes. I haven't played like in a while, but I used to play when I was younger for a little bit before I started getting too serious about running. But, um, also like I do enjoy watching cycling. It's just hard to like keep up sometimes because there's so many names and so many things going on, (laughs) but I enjoy, I enjoy watching cycling when my boyfriend is cycling. (laughs) Other than that, I don't really watch it too much out of my own time. (laughs) Yeah. And the races are also very long typically. So it's just like, it's a commitment for sure. It's like (laughs) five hours long. Although nothing really interesting happens until like the last like 45 minutes. So that's usually what we end up watching for like, just like, just like track and field, nothing interesting happens to the last hundred meters. No one cares about the rest of the race. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I feel like I that's what a lot of TV. Uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy watching like the whole 10 K because there are moves in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I, I take it back. I mean, there are things that happen in the cycling race, but that are interesting, but for the most part, it's just like, so long that the breakaways like they just kind of keep coming back like it, right you know, right nine it times is, out of ten like the, it's it's petty moves you know like but, and there's like there's like 10 times more people racing yeah uh in a cycling race than than just like a 10k yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a good that's a very good point <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. We have to ask then, uh, kind of closing it out. So beer mile, have you ever done a beer mile or is that of interest in your horizons? Um, I have never done a beer mile, unfortunately. Um, I could see myself doing one like for fun and just like killing myself because <laughs> <laughs> I would be way too competitive and just like literally hurt myself or something. Um, no, it would definitely have to be like very on the off season, like, yeah. or just when I'm just like done, like competitively running for the foreseeable future. <laughs> well, um, well now, now that, now that you're infiltrating a uh, team boss, we know that Joe boss hard, big fan of the beer mile. Um, okay. Corey McGee. Maybe he'll big, have us do it fan. on the off season. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, 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 uh, we started, uh, I don't even remember when that was. That was like six months ago now where Adam basically said, if Joe Bossard does a beer mile and runs sub five, like we'll donate a ton of money to their charity of choice that they have as part of the elk run, um, oh, race. That. And so if Joe ever responds, uh, open I'll invitation for him to do the beer mile. And, uh, and we had, we had Corey, I don't, I don't know if you saw a while back too. Corey McGee did like a cameo where she shouted out and said, Joe Bossard, like you got to do a beer mile. And, but like it would, we, we tricked her <laughs> Adam, like 
paid her on Cameo to do it, and she didn't realize we were talking about Joe Bossard. She just thought we were talking about some random. I was just like, Joe. oh, it's our friend. It's our friend Joe. <laughs> Joe Schmo. <laughs> it's Joe Schmo. So anyway, now that you're in there, I guess we need to know if Corey hates us. Number one, and number two, we need to know if uh, if Joe is actually down to do this beer mile at some point ever, because. I think it would be a lot of fun and we would donate good money to his charity of choice. It would be a lot of fun. I'll definitely have to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel, test the waters, you know, no, right. no rush on it, but you know, test the waters. Yeah, over don't the next don't let him know that we got to, you know? Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll just <laughs> randomly bring it up one day, you know? Like, hey, hey, Joe, I heard that the beer mile is really fun. You should hit up these guys who donate money to <laughs> charities for beer miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That would be weird but fun <laughs> well i think yeah, we'll have oh go ahead do go we ahead. have any um oh, i was gonna ask for words of wisdom before we closed out yeah let's, let's what do we got <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god wait no what would, <laughs> yeah what would uncle <laughs> iroh say what would uncle iroh say to young gabby um, what was that line? You have to take a bite out of the silver sandwich. It's just something random like that. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Scratch that. Um, <laughs> I would, I would, um, I would probably say the best thing is to just keep trusting in the process. Like you clearly, like, especially if you're in college, like, um, you know, you choose a program because you believe in their process and their coach and the way that they do it. And, um, you know, I've never not been able to do something that my coach told me I could do like, um, the 5k, for instance, this past, uh, when was it may? Um, you know, I'd been having like this really weird mental block with the 5k for a while. And, um, you know, my coach was like, yeah, you could, you could run sub 1540. I was like, I don't know, man, but I just kept trusting the process and day by day, like you just, slowly build into it incrementally and, and just put the pieces together through like steady routine. Um, and yeah, like just trusting yourself to do like the hard part of like saying yes to hard decisions when, when the time comes in the race, um, trust in the people that, that, you know, invested so much time into you as, as a coach or as like, you know, a teammate, um, and just enjoy the ride. Good stuff. And yeah, especially going to team boss. I mean, that, whole team is just like spilling over the edges with success. So I think uh, trusting in the team and the process is going to be pretty, pretty easy to do. I would assume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm really excited. Hopefully uh, you enjoy Boulder. I'm super jealous. Come out. It's my favorite. It's literally my favorite place to be. So I don't, I don't need anybody to twist my arm. I just need an excuse, (laughs) like, like a small excuse to be like, Oh, whoops. Just booked a, booked a plane ticket. It looks amazing. I'm just yeah. like, so like, I've just grown up below sea level and have trained like at or below sea level my entire life. So it's just going to be like a very like baby step process. I think <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I have to definitely, I think like whenever I was in Boulder just this past a uh, couple weeks, like, like a couple weeks ago, um, it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't as bad as I had thought it was going to be, but that's because I'm I'm like really fit still. Like I've been carrying Mm -hmm. over like a lot of fitness from NCAAs and stuff. Like I didn't ever take a break. Um, so it'll be interesting to go back in October, like starting a cycle. Yeah. Like it's going to be rough and I'm expecting it to, 
to end in some some blood, sweat, and tears maybe sometimes. But I I fully intend to get my butt kicked, and I know that I'll be all the better for it. So yeah, yeah. yeah at least going into it, you you have that. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'm, I know. I'm definitely like a little little puny freshman coming in, but that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of gives me like excitement because I feel like. Yeah, I just love to like work my way up. Like for sure, I, I kind of like starting at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have yeah. something to chase. Make what sure I'm... you call it uh, crusted butt. <laughs> Crusty butt. Emma, Emma and Joe love when you call it crusted butt. Oh, I'm sure they love it. I'm sure they love it. I, oh, I'm just full of good advice for team boss. <laughs> oh, you should have given my words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Crusty god. butt. Oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. You guys are a handful. Anyway, I got about soon, so I'm sure yeah. I'm you guys are way too long. My computer's about to die anyway, too. So. Yeah, we'll have to do a follow-up with you at some point uh once you're settled in after a few months and get get into the swing of things with the team in Boulder and all of that. And yeah, I love to love to reconnect and see how things are going down the road as well. Oh, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on. Uh, have a good one. Cheers. And there you have it. Our conversation with Gabby Jennings. Hopefully one day Chris and I can commission a painting of us uh, nude on a couch like one of, you know, your French girls uh, by Gabby herself. It's art. It's the purest art form there is out there. And nude you know art. What? Just like Zoom touches up your face, I'm hoping that Gabby could touch me up and make me look really good on the canvas. Yeah, God forbid she actually captured what we look like in real life. That would Oh gosh. That, I don't think that art would be valued too high. No, we'd have to pay someone to take that off the hands just so that they can <laughs> smash it over their knee and then throw it in the campfire. <laughs> Hopefully you've all liked uh, the new beermile.com. We've got a ton of shit in the pipeline for it but feel free to send us suggestions um i think we have yeah we have the contact us i think it's beermile.com slash about slash contact sounds about right send us um either other than that you can you can figure it out yourself it's pretty easy to find but send us uh what you like about the site what you don't like features that you would um want to see in the future know that we're we have quite a few things that we are currently working on but appreciate the feedback Yeah. And if you want to be a beta tester for anything new that's coming to the site, just make sure you sign up, create an account. Uh, And if you do that, well, number one, you'll get to grab a handle before all the short, sexy ones are taken. But then also uh, someday when we you know, need people to test and help out. We can reach out to those that have accounts that have signed up and uh, see if you all are interested. So promise to never spam you. Actually, we don't even have an email service set up yet. Haven't figured that part out. So you definitely won't get spam email if you sign up. Promise you that. But that's a guarantee. That's a beer mile guarantee. (laughs) So this week, uh, I drank a beer during the interview that I've already had before and talked about on this podcast, the Outer Range... Uh, what is it called? Outer Range Brewing Company in the Clear Lager. So I'm going to talk about a different one that I'm having during the outro right now. It's your standard corn cob. Uh, Bush Light. It's not from Iowa, but it's basically Iowa's beer. Everyone buys Bush Light in the Dirty 30 in Iowa. And it should sp- literally be in like, you know how when you're learning about states, they have like, oh, this is a state flag. This is a state bird. 
etc. It should be on that list. It's Iowa's beer. It is. Iowa's is known as the field of opportunities. That's their you know, slogan for better or worse. And Bushlight every year comes out with the corn cob can, literally a corn cob on the can. It says for the farmers. And that just gets me. I don't know. I just start thinking about like yeah. going to school in Iowa, you know? It's like, how irresponsible would it be for me to not buy this Dirty 30 of Bushlight? I'm supporting the farmers. Like, I'm doing yeah. good for the world. So, Bushlight, I don't know if it needs much attention to the details here, but drinkability, it's like a 10. I mean, I don't know if you're going to sure. get more drinkable than that. Taste, honestly, one of the better light beers, in my opinion. Maybe I'm just influenced by being from Iowa, but, you know, I'll give it a good, a solid, like, 6.5 kind of range on the taste you know it do you, it does the job do you do you prefer it out of a can or a bottle that's a great question i've only had it out of a bottle a couple of times i mean typically i prefer things out of bottles in general but i don't know i i guess i'm influenced by the graphic designer on the corn cob can cuz that just makes me i i just think i'm having vegetables and i'm being healthy and i'm supporting you know supporting my overall health yeah, I think um, Bush Light is one of the very few beers that I prefer having out of a can. You do? Okay. I haven't, I, I haven't I paid, clo- I haven't paid I clo- close enough attention, but yeah, okay, you don't know why. It just it just is. just hits different when it's out of a can. <laughs> X Factor is for the farmers. It's supporting a good cause. You know, the big beer companies... They want you they to know yeah. that they're support they they're supporting a great cause. They're supporting the local farmer down the road from you. <laughs> this week I have a beer from Blue Moon that I've never tried before. We've got the Blue Moon Light Sky Citrus Wheat. Gabby called this uh, a seltzer, but I I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not seeing. No, I don't think it's a seltzer. I think it oh, is it's still. A, it's, I, an, it's an technically an ale brewed with tangerine peel with natural flavor um it kind of the the one thing that pisses me off about this is that it it has like the Michelob ultra um style of can where it's a tall skinny guy and as a tall skinny guy don't really appreciate that in my beers i want like a nice little you know like the corn cob um just the 12 ounce standard beer cans like those um but i would say taste honestly i'd give it a 7.5 and drinkability i'd probably do an eight surprising like usually for blue moon for me it's like kind of reserved for beer miling and like my introductory beers to the night if i'm having a night but this one i i feel like i could go to the distance with this one so how does it compare to blue moon then would you say blue moon tastes better but it's way lighter so is blue moon tastier but like less drinkable or Blue how's Moon that comparison has way more flavor yeah. um i would say it's arguably taste like it tastes a little bit better this is much more watered down but like as somebody who drinks a lot of flavored water like the carbonated water um I, this this shit kind of slaps like i feel like i could golf eight if i golfed 18 with with this uh beer i feel like I'd be drunk enough to, to you know, enjoy what I'm doing, but sober enough to know what I'm doing. You could, could you go 
one beer per hole for a whole round with the light sky? I think I could get close. Okay. Challenge accepted. Let's go for it. <laughs> I, I just had me thinking when you mentioned the skinny can and it's also Michelob Ultra is the other one with the skinny can. Do you think they did some like market research and determine that because both of those are marketed as like light, low calorie beers. Is there something about the can being skinnier that inherently people then think, oh, it's a lighter, healthier beer? Is that part Dude, of the marketing? Personally, to me, this feels like dainty as fuck. So maybe that maybe that's like what they researched where they're they're seeing like oh well like the short stubby can people feel like that's it packs a punch and this is just kind of like oh like yeah i'll, I'll drink a little bit of it or or whatever i i personally feel like they probably did a lot of market research on i'm that. sure they and, did i'm sure tall skinny I mean, can makes you feel tall and skinny short chubby can makes the, you feel short the big chubby. like selling point is is 36 or 3.6 carbs and 95 calories. Um, yeah. So they're certainly competing with Nickel Ultra on that. Yep. Exact same market. Those beer guys, they know what they're doing. They're smart. Apparently. Good old mixture of left brain and right brain. Man, any any new words of wisdom? I feel like the last couple of weeks, Millie had like a nice long monologue words of wisdom. And then today, Gabby, similarly, had like good words of wisdom about whatever, following through, trusting in the process. I don't know if I can top our guests anymore. I think that they're just coming through and delivering some some uh, good, feel-good moments to leave us with at the end of each episode. So I, I don't know what else I have to really add to that. Dude, if, so since you're in Colorado and, and certain substances are, are legal there, um, maybe take this one on for size. Think about... Uh, Think about what you think you control and then think about if you actually control that or not. And then just like let that simmer for a little bit. Ooh. I'm letting it simmer. Mm. Oh, you might have to let it simmer with uh, with some of those substances, you know? <laughs> hmm. So what? what's an example? This might be a total rabbit hole. We might have to cut oh, this. We're going into it. So, so what, what's like one example of something that most people think they control that they really don't? Um, or vice well, versa, for, I guess. For one, your thoughts. Can't really control that. Mm, debatable. Think about it. Debatable. Can you I think mean, about like your next thought? So the, Not really, I mean, it just kind of comes to you. It does, it does. I, I think that's kind of the point of meditation is to try to get to the point where you can like choose what to let enter. Or like, I guess it's not necessarily, may, maybe the, the thought's already the there. Thought, it's more about like getting the thought to go away. Right? That's true, that's true. Yeah. It's more about like letting go of the meditation is more about accepting that the thoughts are coming in regardless of, of what you're directing or not. The other thing that kind of trips me out is like... Uh, breathing you you can control it but you also like can't control it um mm. yeah kind of have a loose definition of like what like i you know like the quote-unquote i is what i am and and what you're not and what you can control which is kind of nothing you know i'm, I'm just letting i'm just letting the audience think <laughs> uh, you know i'm, I'm just, just letting vibing, it man. just vibing just, just vibing, letting them think drinking my blue moon which may or may not be a choice that I control, but hey. <laughs> I hope you can control your choices around drinking alcohol and when when to do it and when to not do it. <laughs> God, dude, especially at the beginning of this episode when uh, 
like right before it. So I had a meeting at uh, 4.30. So at four, I went to the grocery store because I'm I'm not drinking Lining Kugel for like the fourth work night in a row. Uh, so I went there and like, yeah, dude, just there's something special about uh, living in your parents' basement with the beer fridge like next to your bed. Um, it's not, it's not great, but it is there. There is a utility aspect of it being <laughs> nearby. So it's just, it's the debate of owning or having a kegerator or not. Just, uh, I, it's just, very similar. Yeah. I, I'm kind of glad that I haven't taken the plunge, um, purchasing a kegerator, even though like everything in my being tells me to do that. Uh, cause I would definitely be of the mindset of like oh well i gotta finish the keg this month like yeah it's gonna you know it's yeah it's It's gonna gonna go go bad bad. if you don't have it within a couple weeks so i gotta like every day i gotta keep working on it pushing away yeah yeah well there we go i don't know what the words of wisdom was there but i think it's to think about your thoughts and what you can control and what you can't maybe that was the takeaway and and maybe you should just get that keg grader just dive right in and just go for it i think that's the other piece yeah. Nike, just do it. Oh, words of wisdom. Actually, it's not wisdom. Um, I don't know what it would be. Just fuck rule 40, you know? Which, oh, where you can't talk about your sponsors before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just top of mind brain dump for you. Yeah. Ridiculous. I saw everyone doing their last Insta posts or whatever, uh, where they're like, oh, last post of promoting yeah. my sponsor. Yeah. Dumb. Well, there, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'ma get on the TV, mama. I'ma, I'ma put you down. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the good life. Niggas a CLD won't even get pulled over in they new V. The good life, let's go on a living spree. Shit, they say the best things in life are free. The good life, it feel like Atlanta, it feel like LA, it feel like Miami, it feel like NY. Summertime shy, ah. Throw your hands up in the sky. So I rode the good, y'all popped the trunk, I popped the hood, Ferrari. And she got the goods, and she got that ass. Got to look sorry. Yo, it's got to be, cause I'm seasoned. Haters give me them salty looks. Larry's 50 told me, go ahead, switch the style up. And if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. Yeah, the good I, life. I go for mine, I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Yeah, I, I go for mine, I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Like the girls who ain't on TV Cause they got more ass than the models The good life So keep it coming with the bottles So she feel booze Like she bombed out of Apollo The good life It feel like Houston It feel like Philly It feel like D.C. It feel like V.A. Or the Bay Or yay Ay This is the good life Welcome to the good life Homie uh, tell me what's good Why I only got a problem When you in the hood Welcome to the good life Like I'm doing the hood The only thing I wish I wish a nigga would Welcome to the good life Welcome to the good life. Think you told me, go ahead, switch the style up, and if you hit the letter, hit and watch the money pile up. The good life. I go for mine.
shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Now, I, I, I go for mine. I got to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Snakes on a plane, whether you broke or rich, you gotta get this. Having money's that everything that having it is. I was splurging on trips, but when I get my car back activated, I'm back to Vegas. Cause I always had a passion for flashing. Before I had it, I closed my eyes and imagined the good life. 